0: kent online news
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast
0: nicola everett hello it's wednesday june the 16th hope you're okay and have been able to make the most of the very good weather we've had recently because apparently it's all set to come to an abrupt end from this evening a weather warning is in place for thunderstorms from six tonight right through until saturday morning Forecasters reckon up to 30 millimetres of rain could fall in the space of just an hour, and that could lead to some flooding. Well, Earl Bonner is from KCC Highways. He's been speaking to Ish.
2: This level of rainfall in a short period of time really will impact drainage systems, and these these will surcharge, which will lead to to flooding, flooding problems on the network. Again, it's been very dry, so. The ground isn't going to soak the water as much, and then this will also deflect off and and could lead to to further issues for us
3: and you know if we're, we're heading out and about um, on the roads as well i mean it sounds like a significant amount of rainfall what what's your advice to us if we're we're going out
2: well just just drive to the conditions of the of the road really and the weather that you see in front of you as I've alluded to it it could be quite hazardous difficult driving conditions so just drive slowly, leave enough braking distance. And of course, if you do come across anything that is, does seem to be a hazard of, either it could be a tree down because it could be some winds as well, um, please report it through to Kent County Council. And, and we'll send out one of our incident response officers to, to inspect and arrange the necessary works.
3: Um, we'll just get to that. Absolutely, in terms of the response, um, uh, of course, you know there is that risk of flooding, um, and to last for a few days as well. That this rainfall, um, w- what other potential concerns are, there? are is there a? We've seen significant um, damage to properties in the past when it's been, uh, you know, thunderstorms, and we've seen how heavy the flooding can be. Is that a, a, a real concern?
2: Well, again, I mean we've we've had this yellow yellow weather warning, so we just have to. It's a bit of a watching brief. To be honest, we're ensuring that our, our gullies are cleared. Um, if members of the public do report them, if there's any debris in top of the gullies that people see, then just try and remove that because it helps the water to get into the system. Um, it could be localized pockets, but unfortunately, if you're if we're seeing these, if if we get the level of water predicted in those short out like hour period, then unfortunately there's not many systems that can cope with the volume of water falling in a short space of
3: time. And so what, what kind of measures do you guys have in place to, to ensure that you can obviously protect us and stop that significant flooding?
2: Well, we have um, we have tankers on standby so we can get tankers out to, to properties uh, within within two hours if need be. Um, I have we have I I 24 out of hours officers on standby. So we've got two per district. Um, and then we have our, our crews from Amy. so if we need to, to deliver sandbags or, or flood sacks to try and prevent water from entering properties, um, this is what we can do. So we are, we are open for business 24-7, so just call into the contact centre and then that call will come through to our, to our officers who, who will be out and about um, monitoring, monitoring the highway and, and reacting to, to issues that, that do arise.
0: If you are due to be heading out and about in Kent, don't forget to listen to our sister radio station KMFM for regular travel updates. You can also follow the travel blog at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, there's some controversy following reports ministers are going to make it compulsory for care home staff who work with elderly and vulnerable people to have the COVID vaccination. They have 16 weeks to prove they've had their jabs, and if they haven't, they could face being redeployed or even losing. Their jobs. Let's hear now from Wendy Ingram, who's from Cedardale Care Home in Maidstone. She's been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV.
4: I think it's a good idea on one level. Um, I do believe that
0: the vaccination
4: is an extra layer of protection, and we follow medical advice. There will be other things to take into consideration, obviously, people's personal and religious underlying health conditions, reasoning why they can't have it done. So I don't think we can umbrella everybody.
3: Obviously, it brings up this ethical debate, doesn't it, of of whether you you should be forced to inject yourself with something. Um, Do you you feel like that that will cause any, maybe problems for you as a a manager, maybe hiring staff in the future?
4: Well, currently we've been very lucky and fortunate. People who've come forward for um, positions within our home have actually already had the vaccination or are down to have the vaccination. And my personal opinion is that if we're gonna work in a care home, we're here to care. And it is a fundamental part of care and you know and as a manager i felt my responsibility was that if i'm asking residents to have the vaccination myself should have that vaccination if i'm asking the vulnerable to have it we had to go by medical advice see that we have got two fantastic surgeries who give us all the updates and support us fully and ensure us at the safety level so good enough for our residents, it's good enough for us
0: We've also been asking on our socials today what you think, or Jenny Goss put on Facebook, even if you are vaccinated, you can still catch it or pass it on. What happened to our human rights? If it could prevent it being carried, I may agree but it doesn't. Kat Conroy adds, as a nurse, you have to have your hepatitis B and TB vaccines with all other vaccines up to date. So why should care workers be different? I believe there should be leeway for those who cannot on medical grounds. Otherwise, you need to keep yourself and your clients as safe as you can. Alison Hill has added, I would be questioning why someone in the caring, in inverted commas, profession wouldn't want to have the vaccination. Well, you can still have your say by heading to Facebook and Twitter. You can also take part in our poll on Instagram. Details from the government are expected in the next few days. It's thought they'll also start a consultation on whether it should be mandatory for all NHS staff to have the jab. Meantime, 21 and 22 year olds are able to book their coronavirus jabs from today. The rollout's being extended again as part of efforts to get as many people vaccinated as possible before July the 19th. NHS bosses are hoping to open appointments to everyone over the age of 18 by the end of this week. Latest data shows more than three quarters of all adults here in Kent have already had at least one dose. July 19th, if you're not aware already, is the date when it's hoped all lockdown restrictions will be lifted. Kent Online reports. A homeless man has suffered burns after the tent he was sleeping in in Canterbury was torched. Someone poured a flammable liquid onto the tent before setting it alight in Toddler's Cove. The victim, who's in his 40s, suffered minor injuries to his hands but didn't need to go to hospital. A man's been arrested in Kent over the shooting of black equal rights activist Sasha Johnson. She remains in a critical condition in hospital after it happened in South London last month. A 25-year-old was detained in the early hours of this morning on suspicion of conspiracy to murder. Two other men have already been charged. And inspections found care home residents on Romney Marsh have been unlawfully restrained, locked out of kitchens and given no access to toilet paper. Concerns have been raised about safety and dignity at Cranmore and Stepping Stones, which look after people with learning difficulties. Urgent conditions have been imposed following visits from the Care Quality Commission in May. Emergency patients at Medway Maritime Hospital are still waiting up to nine hours to be given a bed. An inspection just before Christmas raised concerns about long delays in A&E, while bosses say they've since had a significant increase in non-COVID cases and are trying to make improvements to get people assessed and admitted more quickly. A Medway tax consultant who stole almost £7 million from construction workers' pay packets has been ordered to repay £1.7 million or spend more time in prison. David Hughes was jailed for nine and a half years in 2018 after being found guilty of stealing millions in taxes from clients. The 55 year old from Cooling has been given three months to pay up or face another four years behind bars. A Maidstone man is meeting up with nine others who've been diagnosed with breast cancer to help tackle what they feel is the stigma linked to their experiences. Figures show around 370 men are told they have the disease each year, with roughly 85 dying. Stuart Weaver was diagnosed in 2005 when he was in his mid 30s.
5: I think with my f- uh, personal friends, it's easy to talk about because I've um, Done it many times before but if it's sort of speaking to new people or people uh, i don't know for instance maybe in the pub or something you've never met before it can be sort of a, a funny thing to to broach with somebody because some people still don't know that men could get breast cancer this is why it's vital to spread the word as much as possible um, all right it's only sort of 370 to 400 men a year that uh, are diagnosed with breast cancer but a lot of men do die because they don't see somebody quick enough and therefore they're sort of the later stages of breast cancer rather than um, checking themselves regularly, you know, getting seen, getting to the doctor and then getting treated properly straight away. So it it can be a stigma for some people still, I think, but certainly not for me and and my friends and that sort of thing and family. I'm in another couple of groups that are mainly women Um, support groups and um, obviously because they know about me they will tell their partners and hopefully their partners will spread the word as well and I think that is vitally important and not just in those groups but vitally important outside of that to the general public for the women to to make men aware of it and it was actually in my case you know I didn't know at the time in 2005 was the first diagnosis um and Karen actually made me go to the doctor at the time so that was you know a uh, thing men I think have a problem or think they can tough it out and and not go to the doctor straight away and it, you need to any problem you need to get to the doctor straight away and and get it sorted i think it's um important that the you know men realize that although you don't have as much um you know breast tissue as women Um, Some men can have a fair bit and, you know, um, you still get the same sort of symptoms and, you know, like inverted nipple and uh, little bumps on, you know, can be around the nipple, any discharge, reddening of skin and dimpling and things like that. So um, the actual fact that you can get breast cancer is exactly the same um, and the treatments are all exactly the same, obviously, depending on the type of cancer that you've got. So that, you know, in terms of that, men and women should all check and raise awareness in general for breast cancer in men and in women throughout the country. Kent Online reports.
0: The architect behind the arch at Wembley Stadium has unveiled plans for a winery in Kent. Vineyard Farms want to put a winemaking and bottling facility on land in Cuxton and produce up to five million bottles a year. Lord Norman Foster has come up with a concept, which also includes a visitor centre, restaurant and coffee shop. This is one of our most read stories today. A granddad has been fined more than £750 after refusing to take down a treehouse near Sevenoaks. Dean Gearing from Stansted spent thousands on the structure for his grandchildren but was told to remove it by the council in 2017. A 50-year-old has been told it must come down as soon as possible or he'll face another visit to court. You can see what it looks like at Kent Online. Aldi has announced it's looking to open another 16 stores in Kent. The supermarket chain is considering sites in areas like Ashford, Broadstairs and Canterbury. Organisers have had to postpone this summer's Leeds Castle concert following a delay to the full lifting of lockdown. The event near Maidstone was due to take place on July the 10th after being cancelled entirely last year. It's now been moved to the 4th of September. And former JLS star JB Gill has revealed how he plays his own music to animals on his Kent farm. He says it's interesting to see if the cows approve of his new songs. He lives near Seven with his wife and two children. The group are planning a comeback later this year.
1: Kent Online Sports. <laughs>
0: Football and the Dover Athletic chairman says the club's been let down by the FA after they lost an appeal against a large fine and points deduction. The non-league side have been told to pay £40,000 and will start next season on minus 12 points. It's after they failed to play four games during lockdown earlier this year after financial pressures meant they had to furlough their management and players. Jim Parment has been speaking on the club's YouTube channel.
1: I was surprised and disappointed by the result, but I was quite angered by the written reasons. Um, The financial situation we were in was very clear and that was demonstrated. Um, And the fact that we weren't able to project the next five years when we were in the middle of a pandemic uh, doesn't seem to me to be relevant. And the suggestion that my personal financial uh, information and uh, should have been uh, made public in order to support our case when we're dealing with a football club that's a limited company um, should be a warning to anybody that's thinking of, uh, Investing in a football club, uh, or, or or supporting a football club financially, because it seems the FA deem it their right to decide who, how much you should be uh, you should be putting into a club, and how much you shouldn't. Um, and I'm frankly disgusted by that. And what now for the club? Well, we've moved forward. Um, you know, we've had to cut our budget, um, despite uh, suggestions to the contrary. We are, we are going to be probably on 50% of the budget we had last year. Uh, but you know, this is Dover, and we'll be fighting. Uh, like hell next season we're going to start with a 12-point deduction um, but you know that's uh, that's something for us to target and aim at and, uh, and try and get over. And
2: now's the ideal time for you know the the, the town to get behind us the region to get behind us and, and come out and support us.
1: Yeah I mean I think it's commonly thought that we've been treated quite badly and unfairly and I still hold that true and as I say again I think the football the football system has failed us I think the FA have failed us and I think the uh, that the general public and the town and the, and the area need to get behind the club now to show that they, uh, they think we've been unfairly treated because you know, somebody at some point has to stand up and say this is not right and uh, we can't allow clubs to be treated like this when they're in, in genuine financial difficulty.
0: Staying with football, and former Gillingham skipper Max Amar has rejoined the club. The 29-year-old defender is back at Priestfield just a year after leaving for Bristol Rovers, who've been relegated after finishing bottom of League One. Carl Dempsey will still be the Jill's captain. Meantime, the Gillingham manager has been speaking to the Kent Online podcast about his hopes for the next season. With less than two months to go, Steve Evans says he's busy getting a squad together and wants eight or nine new additions.
4: We hope to do some business this week we need to do some business this week, but we need to make sure that we do the right business. And um, it's been difficult. I think mean, I've read uh, Carl Robinson's words last week saying how difficult it is for Oxford to compete. But that's a club that probably has three times the resources we have, if not four. So it tells you how difficult for us. But you know what it is? There's, there's good players out there just compared to others. But we were still the one team that come the end of the season and no one wanted to play. So you can still build a team. You don't base it on finance. You base it on what your eyes tell you it you know, what you're feeling about them is and and, and putting a a little uh, platoon together, if I can use that word, a little platoon of men together to go into battle and and that's what we're trying
0: to do and in cricket Kent have suffered their first T20 blast defeat of the season they were beaten by 47 runs by Somerset last night after being set a victory target of 205 the Spitfires are back in action against Glamorgan in Cardiff this evening we'll have details of the result on sister radio station KMFM tomorrow morning well that's all for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget to follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram plus you can subscribe to the IM News app which will give you access to all km group newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast